0: January 6, 2021, God shook me deeply, and as the scenes played out at the Capitol, he said, You've seen what men can do. Now, get ready for what I can do. I'm going to bring this nation to its knees. America must lose its power for globalism to take hold. It's time to get ready and get right. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings with global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life. We're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. God's presence doesn't just come to us when we're lifted up with words of grace and faith and who we are in Christ. His presence also comes to move us when prophetic words of His wrath and judgment penetrate our souls. Then there comes a spirit of intercession and groaning for the souls of men. Peace isn't built upon the foundation of ignorance about the day of the Lord and the prophecies of the book of Revelation peace that weathers every storm is peace that is found in the storms of revelation about the judgment of God. It's founded upon the hope of the assurance of the blood of Jesus that covers every sin, every accusation, and every threat of darkness. It is founded upon the reality of clearly seeing the justice of God in a world of sin. What do you tell the atheist that mocks God's justice? I hear them say every week, your God of love is a hypocrite. He promotes rape, the murder of children, and slavery. There were times in the Old Testament history of Israel where God told Israel to destroy their enemies completely lest they fill them with the leaven of their own sins. They are like those who rob a bank, and then blame the police and the judicial system for being cruel because they were thrown into prison, speaking about atheists. They don't realize that unchecked sin works death in a nation, both in adults and their children. That's what the Old Testament was showing us, and that is what the future is telling us through prophetic words. The peace we have now without Christ in the center of our lives is a false and fleeting peace. It won't hold up against what's on the horizon. When God's judgments and wrath come, one of two things happen. Either people stick their finger in God's face and let their chest swell with arrogance, or they learn the fear of the Lord and humble themselves and release the power of God's blessings upon themselves. It happened in Scripture, and it happens today. The book of Revelation goes farther than the Old Testament in detailing what sin will do to the world. It teaches us that what Jesus experienced on the cross is the fire that's going to be cast into the earth for those who rejected him. When a person takes seriously and starts to get himself right with God concerning prophetic words, like never before, God's presence makes himself known. To those with a good heart, but that don't take seriously the prophetic words of the end times, God will help them take it seriously. He will allow the darkness to come rushing in on His timetable, and it will compel the hearts of many to wake up. Remember, God is not committed to securing the American dream. He's dedicated to the reality of eternal life. Is God unjust, or is the problem the sin of men? When the first four seals in the book of Revelation are opened, we see four horsemen ride from heaven. They release heaven's authority to allow men to go about the earth conquering nations. Then we see peace taken from the earth through many deaths followed by great famine. When the fourth horse rides, greater death follows this pale horse. The fifth seal sees the martyrdom of Christians. And then the sixth seal sees the heavens and the earth shaken as men try to hide themselves from God. The seventh seal opened sees again the prayers of the saints lifted up before God, followed by the seven trumpet judgments that are worse than the other six seals. Yet, the Bible says men repented not of their sins, but sought to hide from God and die. Is all this what God has done, or what sin has done to the earth? When the seventh trumpet sounds, the voice of seven thunders prepare themselves, but God tells John not to write about them. But He does tell him that here is where time itself shall be no more. We're being prepared by God, all of us throughout our lives, to be governed by the throne instead of by our pain, our pleasure, and our pride. When a man is struck with fear like a spear about to pierce his chest, he's dominated. Maybe his job is threatened, or his health, or his marriage, or his possessions. He can't sleep, can't eat, can't control his emotions, and can't control himself because he's being tormented by this world's treasures. He's captive. Many people accuse God of being unjust. Atheists charge God with many crimes. They think they know how to rule the world better than he does, not realizing that the pain of this world is caused by the sins of mankind. He allows the pain to draw men to seek him and repent. But many would rather die in their cowardly arrogance and pretend that God doesn't exist. Book of Revelation is the prophecy that describes how God will wrap up this world's rebellion. He's going to deal with the corruption we see starting to come out of the closet today. It has nothing to do with politics, finances, or military might. It's not either about racial issues or gender issues or capitalism versus coming globalism. Globalism is just the last straw in man's attempt to rule the world without God. Good luck with that. Here's God's response. Now, how can a loving, just God allow such atrocities? The truth is this. Love doesn't allow immorality, sin, violence, pride, and hatred to simply go unchecked. Love won't allow poison to infect and destroy the entire population of the world, and this earthly life is an incredibly brief moment in the existence of every human being. There is an eternity to live for. So God will govern this world according to the nature of His throne, and His working in the earth is all about learning how to live in alignment with His throne instead of with this world. Whatever you're going through in this world is not worth comparing to the immensity and glory of God. Our life is about so much more than our earthly injustices, diseases, and politics— so, don't forget who you are in Christ. Stop living and thinking like mere men. When you're governed by the throne instead of the world, or of your own IQ, or your own emotions and carnal thoughts, you see the hard times in your life or your nation, and you start asking the right question Why is God allowing this? Obviously, He is, and He's doing it for the sake of love, of holiness, And of eternity in view. God's being in control doesn't mean He's going to keep us from all hardship and trials so that we can have a happy life of comfort and enjoyment. God's being in control means life is allowed by Him in a way that brings all of His creation into alignment with His throne as the King of His creation. Just because we don't understand something doesn't mean that God is unjust, uncaring, and distant. The Bible says in Revelation they repented not. In light of all the suffering that sin has allowed in this world, men still refuse to see the truth and yield to it. Little wonder that so many men today pretend God doesn't exist. They don't want to quit their sin. So they create a problem and then blame God for the consequences. It's like the man who says, Sir, I didn't break your window. The rock broke your window. The right question is, why did I throw the rock that caused the police officer to have me charged with vandalism? What's wrong with me? Not, what's wrong with the police? Why is God going to let the power of America fall? We need to answer that question properly. Consider this, why am I so afraid of losing my job? It may be because I'm governed by something other than the glory of God and His throne. I may or may not lose my job, but I don't have to lose my peace if I am a servant of the Most High God. He's working to make me, and I do not need to fear being in His perfect will. These are the things that Revelation needs to teach us. Frightening things about the future of our world are not intended to frighten the Christian walking in the sight of the throne. If these things cause mind-numbing fear, then we can know that we need a change of heart. Let's talk in closing about the prophecy of a little book that John is instructed to eat. It's in the vision when the seventh angel sounds the trumpet, the seven prophetic thunder sound, and the mystery of God is finished, he says. Then he says, time shall be no more. Here is a prophetic book that, tastes sweet in John's mouth, but becomes bitter in his belly. We wonder what's in this book. We do know that it contains the spirit of prophecy from the hand of the angel that commands the seven voices of thunder. They convey a place of utter confidence, settled truth that no man or nation can contest. Through it, we see John has power to speak for the church in heaven as if to say, You come against me as a mere man one who could die in his next breath. But I come against all the forces that have driven the world to this moment. I come against them with the power of time in my hand to stop it, and with the power to put everything that you see, here and touch, and all of your history and your future into my charge as one who is in Christ. He is in me, speaking with the authority of all that was and is and is to come, and I command you to stand down. We will fill up the fullness of Christ, but you will fill up only hell. That's the authority of prophecy. It makes no difference who agrees, for it is not a statement intended for debate or defeat. It will simply accomplish all that is intended. Its decrees are for men to know that the glory of God is in the charge of His servants to deliver to the earth and the heavens. Prophecy is the contents of the scroll releasing the destiny of men and of the earth. It is the power of God in concert with men of God who have consumed the book that declares the end of time. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. Whatever you're going through in this world is not worth comparing to the immensity and glory of God. Our life is about so much more than our earthly injustices, diseases, and politics. So don't forget who you are in Christ. Stop living and thinking like mere men.